Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's truly a, a privilege to be here in, in Athens and to present our views on the market. So just a bit of introduction about Drury. Drury is a 50-year-old market research firm. We've got four divisions. Mar um, <coughs> we do maritime research. We've got an advisory division. We have supply chain advisors, and we've got financial research, which does equity and fixed income research. So to start with, I'd just like to share with you our view on where in the cycle we believe each of the shipping sectors is currently. As you can see from this chart, we believe that LPG and dry bulk are probably furthest ahead in terms of the cycle, with crew tankers and product tankers probably furthest behind. And LPG is specifically, we're talking about small LPG. The bigger LPG, we think, is probably at the bottom. So I'll be covering today the main six shipping sectors, so dry bulk container, crew tankers, product, LPG, and LNG, starting with dry bulk. I think as most of us are quite familiar, 2016 was a terrible year for dry bulk. Uh, although we started to see a synchronized global uh, growth, following which shipping markets started to improve, China's property market started to improve, uh, Chinese iron ore imports started to grow, as a, as a result of which the BDI started to increase. We saw this growth increase really until the second half of uh, last year, although towards winter, because of Chinese production cuts, there was a bit of a decline. We expect that decline to probably continue until uh, the first quarter, until the end of the first quarter. If you look at the supply side of dry bulk, uh, we've, it's, it looks like a very favorable picture. What we are predicting is, what we're forecasting is about a 1% fleet growth for this year and 1.2% for next year. So actual fleet growth, we're expecting 23 million dead weights, extremely low levels. The order book stands at about 9.9%, which from a historical perspective is very low. In fact, in July last year, it was down to as low as 7.5%. It's, it's picked up a little bit since then, but still very, very low. So these are the main drivers of dry bulk shipping demand, uh, iron ore, uh, coal, grains, and, and minor bulk. And if we look at uh, the trend over the last five years, we see that iron ore share has increased from about 45% to 48% last year. We expect that growth to continue. Coal, on the other hand, has declined. It was about 28%, and now that's down to about 24%, whereas grain and minor bulks have remained relatively steady. So 2017, the iron ore imports into China grew about 6%, although there was, as I said, there was a bit of a slowdown over winter. That slowdown we expect is probably going to continue over the first quarter, as a result of which we expect net fleet import, uh, iron ore import growth to be about 3 to 4% for 2018. Looking ahead, we expect as the pace of infrastructure building in China slows, it's likely that Chinese iron ore imports will start to flatten. And I'm talking about the next decade, I think for the next two, three years, we expect growth. Grain had a tremendous, uh, enjoyed tremendous growth over, over the last uh, two years. We expect that growth to moderate a bit. 
Uh, Australia didn't have a very good winter harvest, and that's driving that. So, Minor bulks, such as soybean, bauxite, nickel, uh, they've experienced tremendous growth, and we expect that to probably continue, in fact, slightly pick up this year. And we see that a lot of these minor bulk trades are on these uh, long-haul routes, so US-China, Brazil-China, uh, Guinea-China, for instance. So spodumene is a, is a minor bulk, which is a standout. It's, spodumene is used to create lithium batteries. There was a six-fold increase in Australian spodumene exports, mainly to China. China is significantly ramping up its production of lithium batteries. Their plan is to build two million cars, electrical cars per year by 2020. Uh, so this is, a, this is a very interesting trend. It took the market, frankly, by surprise. We expect, perhaps, for growth to continue uh, over the next few years. Most of these uh, parcels are actually moving, interestingly, on Panamaxes, not on the smaller uh, handy-sized vessels. Coal trade, uh, we expect, will moderate uh, because of lower imports by uh, mainly the Asian countries. There's Countries like India and China are decreasing their use of imported coal. They're creating, they're uh, producing more uh, domestic coal. Uh, that trend, we again, we expect to continue again in, in keeping with the Paris Agreement. Countries need to cut their carbon emissions and so we expect a further decline there. So the industry a bid margin, we, we expect that'll grow from about 30% in 2017 to about 35% in 2018. The main beneficiaries of this growth we expect will probably be the smaller size vessels, so the handy size vessels where we would, we would expect a high utilization. So moving on to the container sector. So this year we expect supply growth to marginally exceed demand growth. And that's, we expect demand growth of about four to four and a half percent, supply growth of about five and a half to six percent. The order book, uh, it looks very healthy from a historical perspective. It's at about 13.4 percent. However, the short run, there will be a pickup in rates, but we don't expect a spike as such. We think it'll be more gradual because the delivery schedule is fairly front loaded. The capacity growth that we see, about 80% of, of the capacity on the order book is for vessels above 10,000 TU, although when you measure this in terms of number of vessels, it's the sub-5,000 TU vessels which dominate the order book. So the third quarter of 2017 was the most profitable quarter for carriers in the last seven years. So all the major carriers, barring HMM, uh, posted a profit, and a lot of those profits were, as one would expect, plowed back into orders. And the orders were mainly of these large vessels, the ultra-large container vessels. So what we see is very, very slow ordering over the last few years, except for that spike in the third quarter. And in fact, also there's a slowdown in ordering from independent owners in favor of the carriers. Demand is strong. Last year was fantastic, 6% growth, 42 million TU total port throughput growth. Although we expect that number to moderate a bit in 2018, as I said, about 4 to 4.5%. And we also look at 
load factors on, on trade routes, and one key metric to measure the health of the container industry is the east-west uh, ship utilization level, which we see is actually uh, increasing. However, despite that, we see actually spot rates declined a bit, uh, suggesting that there were some carriers who were more in interested in uh, fighting for market share rather than increasing profitability. The number of idle vessels ballooned to about 1.4 million TEU in the immediate aftermath of Hanjin, and that has come down to about 500,000 TEU at the end of uh, December. So again, this indicates very strong demand, vessel demand. In fact, we counted about 54 ships were reactivated between September and December 2017. Although we see that most of those ships were put on short-term charters rather than long-term charters, so carriers are still a bit unsure about the revival of the market, long-term revival. And so it could well be that many of these ships will find themselves back on the idle fleet. And there's always the risk that despite all the consolidation, that another price war will ensue. As I said, utilization levels were increasing, ships were getting full, but still rates were declining. That trend may continue, as I said, because there are companies that are more interested in just growing in size rather than increasing profitability. However, because of the consolidation, we see that there is actually lower volatility in the World Container Index. Our view is obviously there's more consolidation is required, which I think most people expect. Crude tankers, the consumption we expect will grow in 2018 by about 1.3 million barrels per day. In terms of trade vessel demand, we expect a lot of the ton mile growth to come from the upcoming Asian refineries, the Far East refineries in particular. Uh, OPEC's production cuts plus the, uh, is obviously hurting the market, but in addition, the, uh, the, uh, we had a contango, we had the uh, tremendous stocking activity in China and Far East over the last few years, and that has declined. That's hurt vessel demand. Of course, if that resumes then, that'll be good for the market, but at this point in time, you've got a lot of factors which are hurting the crude tanker sector. We don't see much improvement, prospects of improvement, at least this year. So 2015 was a good year for the crude tanker sector, and that was followed by a lot of new orders, and a lot of the ships hit the water last year. They're gonna hit the water this year. They're entering the market at a time when rates are very low, demand is low. We saw actually a bit of, uh, quite a few orders also in 2017, and that's not helpful because obviously that's gonna just prolong the current slump. Last year, it was about, there was a 4.8% fleet expansion. This year, it's a bit lower, but still sizable. So our forecast, our net forecast is for ton mile demand to grow about 1.8% against 2.7% of ton-mile supply growth. Current order book is about 12.5% of the uh, current fleet. Of course, a rise in demolition uh, could help the market recover sooner. Last year, we saw about 9 million dead weight. This year, we're expecting a similar number as well as in 2019, with a possible acceleration in 2020. Product tankers, if we look first at overall global product demand, global product demand has slowed. Uh, we expect it to continue to slow. It slowed in particularly in OECD countries because of uh, the increased vehicle efficiency 
but going forward, we expect it to perhaps slow because of the impact of uh, electrical vehicles. And also in developing countries, there's a switch from using diesel for, for power generation to natural gas. In terms of demand, we expect uh, the, there should be a boost for uh, MRs from the Asian refineries that are coming up, as well as for LRs from the Middle Eastern refineries. So electrical vehicles, I showed you the chart on spot mean. Now it's, some would argue that electrical vehicles are probably not going to be a threat, but we're seeing a lot of tangible activity in terms of this, this uh, Chinese import of spodumene. This is going to have an impact on the markets. Now what impact it has is, is a little bit unclear because in the long run, this, it's possible according to some, according to Bloomberg or, or DNV, in the long run we'll probably be moving electric or we'll be moving a number of uh, cars to electrical. The other way to look at it is there'll be some countries which will choose electric, others which will not. And so there'll be more dislocations in terms of uh, where product is produced and where it's consumed, so that could, of course, be good for trade. But in the shorter term, 55 vessels were delivered last year. Another 81 vessels expected to be delivered this year. We expect this year will be, uh, rates will be sort of similar to last year, although we expect maybe by next year there should be a bit of a pickup. China provides quotas for, to its refineries for export. Those quotas increased about 30% this year, so which is obviously very good for ton-mile demand of product tankers. And of course, there's increased Latin American and African demand, which we expect will continue. So in summary, about ton-mile growth, demand growth of about 2.3% is what we're forecasting this year, and ton-mile supply growth of about 2.9%. LPG, there were a number of vessels that were delivered over the last few years. Now, thankfully, a lot of those vessels have been delivered. Uh, the order book is looking much healthier. There's about 5% fleet expansion, which we are expecting today, this year, 3% uh, next year. On the demand side, uh, it's, it's, it's a very bright picture, potentially. The US LPG exports increased about 39% per year from 2012 to 2017. We expect that trend to continue to an extent. Also, equally, China and India are significantly ramping up their imports of LPG, uh, again, which are trends we expect to continue. Also, there's the resumption, albeit marginal, of arbitrage trades for LPG currently. So on the whole, we expect vessel demand to increase about 8.5%, again, supply growth of 4.6%, uh, and similar numbers for next year. So if we dig a bit deeper, we see that the VLGC sector still has 10% of fleet growth this year, which means that rates are not going to be great. There's a lot of supply. But on the other hand, we believe that the worst is probably behind us. Uh, the handy size sector is likely to, be, likely to be bogged down by supply issues. There's also muted petrochemical trade growth, which we expect. But finally, also the, the coasters is, is probably the healthiest. That's where we have the least order book, least fleet growth. Already rates have been up. We expect rates to go up. Demand growth is good. On the whole, as far as the industry is concerned, we expect average industry EBITDA margin to increase from about 30% last year to 35% this year. 
LNG, this year we are expecting the highest percentage fleet growth since 2010. We expect, however, that fleet growth to moderate uh, by next year. On the demand side, we expect seaborne trade growth of about 9%. We expect total seaborne trade to reach about 310 million tons. So the market's fairly balanced. China was a big driver of LNG spot vessel demand towards the winter season last year as the country switched from using coal to LNG. We expect that trend to continue. And in fact, we expect China to perhaps become the largest LNG importer, beating Japan over the next five years. The US and Australia will see the biggest additions of liquefaction capacity this year. It's about 17 million tons each. So for 2018, we expect spot rates to have a similar profile to this year, uh, with again, weak summer, strong winter, but thereafter, as supply pressures ease in 2019, our expectation is that spot rates will start to improve. <laughs>